Um, you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter. It's uh, 2928, the numbers, digital, so 2928 digital. Um, that's also our Gmail account, uh, 2928 digital at um, gmail.com. <laughs> Where else can they find us, Skyly? We're just on the streets, man. But that's the whole point of this um, this system, this whole thing that they, you know, they were, you know, Big Oil was pushing in this whole, like, the rhetoric, the, like, also the ad campaigns of, hey, we're working on this algae project. Hey, we're doing this. But it's like, you're working on that algae project, but it's not even a percent of, like, your i don't know if it's is it gdp if you're a company but it's like that's your your that's like not even a percent of like your gross profits that's like the side thing that you fucking do just to like look good (laughs) are you still there yep (laughs) you're just letting me rant yeah yeah i i mean yeah climate change is horrible I it's on my, it's on my list but that's the thing oh that's the other thing it's like right but that's the other thing I'm listening back to our show do we air the show about the electric thing yet or no which electric thing you were trying to tell me like that you'll you you'd give me $10,000 for an electric car oh we posted so ele- we posted that one. Oh, did we post that one okay guess what I I take back what I said we need to start doing that right (laughs) that's such a good idea because not that like we need to electrify all of our cars but like i don't see why my next car shouldn't be electric at this point like why why not just like you know build like tinker mobiles that are just like scavenged and electric and fucking dope you know it's recycle the shit that's there 3d print what you need to for the rest of the parts and then you're building cars for the future i also have a friend who told me like this week that he has a design for like a model that could potentially like change the energy consumption like for the world forever and i was like that's crazy (laughs) it's like that's like it's kind of a crazy thing to to say to me (laughs) (laughs) like like what do you like what (laughs) but like but like if you think about um you you know i was i used to do this like kind of small scale thing where i would like i we talked about this particular thing on the show before because i love this i think this is hilarious but like i have a stream out behind my house so it's like that guy if you just google um or if you youtube Basically, there's, like, a guy who turns his stream behind his house into, like, a power source via, like, an old washing machine that he uses. Like, the tub spins because the water goes through it, and he, like, uses the inverter from the washing machine and shit. And, like, it's a a dyno or whatever like that. Yeah, totally. Spinning and collecting. Yeah. It's epic. (laughs) he's like he's like i didn't really uh and and the whole video is him like redoing it because the first time he did it he just like kind of like shrugged and did it on a whim and didn't design it and it lasted for three years and he was like it lasted for three years and i didn't even design this the first time so here i am now like re-engineering this actual concept into something that'll last a lot longer and um he just like slightly modifies the board so that he can it's like it's amazing and it's like totally doable if you know very basic like um i don't know uh, electrical it's not quite like electrical engineering it's just like circuit boards and stuff it's you know it's like oh how does an inverter work or you know stuff like that uh, converter inverter etc you know changing your voltage to actually work on um you know a normal house with um grid power but i was thinking like could we change our system so that we could have you know not that everyone should be like 
ugh, not to be not to be like you know so so socialist about it but it's like you know this hippy dippy like can't everyone just share fucking energy but like could we just have like local turbines in waterways and stuff that like didn't necessarily have to like affect you know fish and wildlife and shit like that like could we figure out a pretty simple way to do this um you know offshore wind is this like other huge frontier that like we should have been tackling like 30 years ago or more and we just haven't done it because you know um of this idea that like rich people don't want fucking either the eyesore of it because they spend all of this money to have an ocean view or like (laughs) and the irony of it is just like sometimes those people themselves like you know and uh the thing i was listening to was talking about massachusetts doing this it's like the irony is like you couldn't have a bluer state than you couldn't have a bluer and like more forward thinking greener energy loving state than massachusetts i in my opinion like right it's just like but those are the same people who didn't want to have offshore wind because they didn't want a a power line to like run underneath their beach and like all this crazy fucking shit it's like no we don't want that who would want that who would ever want that and it's like hey guys coal's done like we're getting away from it fast and we really need to it's fucking amazing dude well i mean that's Clearly, they have more stock in how things affect them individually than looking, f- you know, the results of the future. It's you know the people who don't who who don't have a savings account or something like that. It's like I I want this money now because I want to buy stuff with it now. But then fifty years from now, they don't have any savings and they have to keep working. So they're like, I I want this view. This is my view, but like you were saying with your kid and everything too it's like you should be concerned about what you're leaving like what the investment is that you're making to leave your children going forward what's the world that we're leaving them because right now i'm thinking what did my parents do for me like my parents if they even like let's say i'm just considering like even if they knew about this like 20 percent, maybe they knew about 10 percent. it's like something that someone said it's like climate change it's like i know people who are their generation who are super into green energy and have been for like a long time you know i know people growing up who are like living a super sustainable life because it was easy for them to do and it just makes me think like i know i'm not my parents and my parents aren't me but like and and this is maybe another another problem I know this isn't like like the maybe the bigger problem here is that like they say these things like it shouldn't be mm. part of the big oil rhetoric was that people should be doing things on an individual basis so when the truth is that's just not even true right it is a little bit but like part of that rhetoric part of that that mantra part of that like let's slip this into the public consciousness such that no one ever has to worry about big oil and people can always rely on big oil and just say that was just part of this thing that we had to fucking do because it isn't it wasn't and they just basically brainwashed generations of people of americans which then in turn brainwashed generations of people in the world you know because they were so fucking rich and powerful well, it wasn't just they weren't just brainwashing americans and you know world worldly people from other countries and stuff they were just brainwashing customers like they were keeping the rhetoric going so that people but everyone's a continue customer. to pay exactly so why That's would why point. would they ever want to not weigh put the thumb on the scale for their side totally 
they had the but the, the the mere idea that they had the chance to reverse it where they had teams put in place that were telling them like they have reports that were like so this is the kind of diversity that we're gonna have to start striving for or else we are gonna be in deep shit and they're, they're still not in deep shit. They're still counting their money. Like, this generation, the last generation, they're still obscenely wealthy. You have, you know, totally. all the sultans and whatnot, too, are just sitting on oil that wars have been fought over and everything, and they're obscenely wealthy. Totally. So they're not, like, it goes back to the, you know, the guy in Massachusetts who doesn't want power lines in the view from his house. It's a completely self-motivated, self-preservation mindset so this is the this is the shift we need we just need the shift to be from you know the biggest problem is that any kind of socialism communism anything like that is looked at with such disdain because we can't make as humans we can't make any system work we just like not to be depressing about it, but it's like nothing works. If you really look at everything that's ever existed, it's like, what fucking ever worked? Well, yeah, because somebody's always going to see an angle that's going to get them above someone else. There's and no there's no way to right. cure that as long as, you know, I guess everyone's materialism is money. still there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Everyone's always striving for more money is all it ever is. And it was like, I'd be okay to just have enough money to just not ever have debt again and to live, you know, and then to like retire at whatever age. I don't care. But if that's so if that's that's the case, if that's if that's your number, then what would you be willing to give up on the environmental side to ensure that? you and your family live comfortably yeah. and that you have a safe like are you you know like when Everything. when colleges start divesting from from oil or guns or something like that it's like what is your threshold versus what you're gaining so are you willing to give that up just for the ideology ide- ideology of it or are yes. you willing to give that up for movement on on there you know no, I like. I want, are are like, you just going to principally give up something, and it's not going to compensate or make up for anything for you to gain? Not for you to gain, but for you know the idea and the movement to gain. And I think that's maybe like goes to my point of like what I was saying at the beginning. I would give if I could, if I could substantially change. This is funny because I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't thought this out in this. The way you put the way you pose it is is interesting, but it's like I would live the rest of my life happy. Get, I would give up pretty much everything that I do that has a carbon footprint if I could. And and it's not so much as like I mean the your, whole, your your livelihood is tied pretty much to a carbon footprint. Totally. And your hobby is also pretty much tied to a carbon footprint. Like you're very, you're very fossil fuel centric right now. Yeah, totally. But like, so you're giving up your livelihood and your passion. And then, what do you expect the outcome to be from that? Like, I can do things that don't require me to have a carbon footprint like but this sort of goes back into what i was saying before which is like it's not it doesn't matter if just one person does it and that's the thing that they were like saying you know like big oil was saying well it's not on us it's on you know it's on individuals to decide to do that well right but okay, you're, okay. you're okay yeah, I know. I'm gonna. I'll let me full you're circle. You're not gonna be you. able to to do it as a collective because you're never gonna be able to build that trust. So if you and three other people are like, you know what, guys, let's give up, uh, you know, our carbon footprint because I think we can make a change. And then if we tell three people, they'll tell three people. But if they look over and you still 
you know, working on six different cars in your in your driveway and you haven't given up your thing, they're like, well, if he's doing something that he gets joy out of but is detrimental to the cause, then why should I be expected to do anything? I'm going to get mine then. So there's no there's no collective like unification there if the expectation is that one person can't make a change. You kind of well, have you kind of have to like live the example and hope that people will then follow your lead. I agree with that. But I think it's the other uh, we're we're having now like the debate of like the trickle down or the like grassroots. But I think the trickle down is going to work better in this case, which is like, and, and and I'm not saying that I wouldn't do that. I would do that tomorrow. I would stop everything. I would never drive another Mark II again. I'd cry, but I'd never drive another Mark II again if easily. If the world decided to just go, you know, forward on this, to be, you know, to band together and say, all right, the future generations need a world to live in that isn't fucking you know insane windstorms every like once a month and like all of this i don't know if you guys have the crazy fucking like i know you have crazy fucking weather but like we're getting some scary fucking weather up here and it's like we might have to sustain exactly what we have right now and it's gonna just get worse and worse and worse there are days where it's just like in the, the falls now, like the fall into winter change, there are these crazy storms. And it's unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. You know, and that kind of stuff is the scary stuff that gets you thinking, oh yeah, we're fucking this up pretty bad because there's never been these two fronts that have met before, which is like one super hot and one super cold, right? That's never happened like that before because everything is just out of whack, you know? The stabilization factor is what is changing the whole climate. I think you know, we don't... part of the problem is that it's such a vast and daunting, uh, you know, obstacle to overcome in reversing the trajectory of, of, you know, the climate and climate change from the past 200 years. And we also don't have immediate feedback on seeing, hey, if I recycle this can, what's that doing? I feel like if we could gamify it somehow and have it be, you know, Fitbit stats or Apple Watch stats or a diet app stats, like anything that sh- or savings accounts, like if you had immediately immediate feedback for showing something you did and the result effect that it has on on something and if that tied into like a social sphere of like a you know on the size of like a facebook or a twitter or whatever like that i'm not saying it is facebook or twitter but i'm saying like it had access to everybody's information like that i feel like there you would have a greater chance of unifying a large group of people to do something because they would all be taking part in a game People do better with feedback, and they can't be relied on to to just either, one, do the research themselves, or two, assume that what they're doing is having an effect. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an, a total option. Like, ha, I mean, how, how would that... Uh, give me, give me like, an example. Like, how would you, how would you make we, that work? Well, we would need to quantify things. So, obviously, one, there's you know, recycle. Two, there's, you know, composting. Three, there's distance traveled not in a car. So all of these things, you input that information or it's fed to your your, your information through your app, you know, your pedometer, your, your Apple Watch, all that stuff. And as it's aggregating that information, it's giving you feedback to, like the same way that, you know, the Zwift app, when I ride my bike, it shows a little calorie count with a slice of pizza, you know? So it's equating effort to reward, I guess, is that case. I do so much better when I'm in competition with people and when I have feedback. 
you're like you're right now you're just like making a case for the matrix <laughs> how is that the matrix i mean you're just you're just <laughs> i mean you're like two steps so, away from the matrix like i mean of all the things that are that there there's data collection out there for this is the type of shit that would obviously benefit people because they could work as a community then a larger global community and not just you know an elementary school doing a fucking bake sale for a windmill right okay if there's anything i've learned we got to do everything it's not just one thing we got to do it's if like there's gotta, anything if i've have... learned it's that you got to do everything <laughs> you got to do everything so it's like if you have a good idea and you think that's going to help that you got to do it that that's your you got to do it that's the thing you got to do but at the same time you have to do the other things too so it's like with the what i was saying before with that whole like they were pushing it down towards the individual the the you know ExxonMobil, let's say in this case they're pushing it down towards the individual putting the responsibility back on the individual that didn't really work because the power and the money lied with the company itself, right? So, like, all the ability for change lies within the grasp and the power of the most powerful, right? But what, know, what, what makes them powerful in this instance? Money. Is it, it's, it's their money? Is it their influence? It's just money. Because money is power, and power gets you whatever you want. And money gets you all the lobbying you want. And all the lobbying is also filled with all this fucking money. And it's like, you know, no. again, it reflects what you were saying as it goes back to the individual because it's like all the individuals are just going to look out for themselves, and no one really cares about their people that they represent right like, so if, what if there's if no it, what if what if we take money out of it what so, if we removed all of the money from can you remove all of the money from from uh well you can take money and influence out of there from any paths that you would normally do for to try to bring a massive group together like this what if like what if elected officials just like all of a sudden there was no money anymore no money allowed in. You don't get paid for it. Nothing. Well, yeah, that would be ideal. You would also get a lot of, uh, I think, true believers uh, in certain wings because they would, you know, definitely need to believe in a cause to give up uh, a salary and everything. It would be great if it was actually a public service and not a... Uh, you know a monetary gain for all the people that take office but but isn't that what it's supposed to be isn't it supposed to be public service it ideally it is but we're also a uh a, a, a money-based economy money-based society so as long as there's ways that people see to benefit from their influence and their power and their sway they're going to make a buck on it it's it's the same thing that we started like said like 45 minutes ago yeah it's, and that's the problem as is long like, as i want to make that, a buck that's why you see people like <laughs> finding out about covid and then selling their stocks in in pharmaceuticals before before the word gets out of of lockdowns and and then everything it's like it's no none of these people are ever going to it takes a a, a pretty psychotic person in most instances to be run for public office they have to have can you imagine working your life being your life for however long it is and just being like you know what i'm gonna run for president and that might strike you at some point when you're in your 20s and you're preparing for it forever it might strike you when you're somewhere at your 50s but to think that you know what what i could bring to the table is worth running for i'm gonna run oh. for president Okay, so I wouldn't run for president, but I would definitely run for, for like, like, congressman or something like that. I would totally, I would totally be a senator or something like that. I mean, there's, a, like, there's some, like, like, I don't know, there's just, it's, it, I, I'm, it's just a weird 
brain set to to think that they're worthy of of being. but that's but that's my mentality type that's who i you're describing who i am i am a hundred percent vain enough to think that i could do that so then why, think... why don't you like run for uh, alderman or something why don't you start somewhere where you might be able to make a change on a local level Because I don't know anything about politics. I don't actually care about politics. I don't like politics. I just like the idea well, of not being able to be it's not influential and change. It's not and necessarily like, politics at that level. If you're starting at a community level, you're a community organizer. You, you start developing... I live in Vermont. I would have to start with, like... I would literally... I'm, like, no joke. I would have to start with, like, okay, sure, town something for, like, a year. But then I would transfer immediately to, like the vermont congress because it's such a small state and there could not be like the people who represent our district here are my age or younger you know they're like there are a lot of people up here who are interested in being in politics and it's like you know i think the girl who's doing it right now is like our local our local representative is like my age exactly so yeah you'd do that and then you'd move up to like congressman and you'd keep moving up and keep doing that and you keep learning about all of that shit but it's like it's almost better to try and be like independent and figure out how to you know, like we we have um, we have this system uh, which is like the state-run efficiency Vermont thing, and it's such a small, weird, like we live in just such a small, stupid state that like I call efficiency Vermont. I left a voicemail about some crazy thing that I read about in uh, like Consumer Reports magazine or something that was some i can't even remember what it was now but it was like a, an energy thing and i was like oh this is cool this is like fucking cutting edge i haven't even heard about this yet and i looked it up and i was like all right that's kind of cool it's like too bad it's not like an efficiency vermont thing and then efficiency vermont for the record is like this thing where you can get subsidized versions of these like it's just like a program it's pretty socialist really <laughs> but it's like a program to like give you discounted versions of like more efficient items so like you can get a more efficient refrigerator or name a thing that goes in your house or like um uh, a charging port in your house to like to have them you know install like a, a charger for your electric car like all of this kind of stuff is like through can be done through the efficiency vermont program and also for the last like 10 years leds in vermont were by far and away the cheapest option for light bulbs so any house you go into in Vermont is just filled with LEDs. Like you do not see incandescent bulbs anywhere. And it's because they were literally cheaper than buying an incandescent bulb. Well, haven't they phased out incandescent bulbs um, like mostly everywhere now at this point? No, we just live in two fucking like blue fucking crazy states. Like we live in like wicked tree hugger states. I'm sure if we went to Birmingham, Alabama, dude, tomorrow, maybe not Birmingham, maybe Mobile, Alabama, tomorrow, the whole shelf would be like, all right, well, here's my choice. It's like the same price for an incandescent bulb or the same price for an LED, and I'm going to buy the incandescent bulb because it's what I know. You know, it's like not saying that like these people aren't educated or they don't know what's what's what. It's just like. But I mean, I'm... let's all remember that they are losers, <laughs> and their their grandparents were losers. I don't even think it's their grandparents at this point. It's like their great 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 grandparents. Yeah. Somebody that they feel was important was a loser. Yeah, total fucking loser. And now they're honoring losers. Um, yeah, but also this whole, you know. Tell them, spend the whole episode talking about like climate change and politics. I, I wanted to talk about our next episode. We got to talk about uh, how we're going to fix schools. That's that's what I want to talk about. But um, 
it's just as soon as the the indiana thing becomes the thing like the state itself is like oh the green way to go is actually the cheaper by millions of dollars the cheaper way to go for our people and everything the sooner states realize that that's a thing the sooner we're just gonna get to fully green energy and coal will just phase out to zero and hopefully we can start you know we just knock them off one by one like phase out coal entirely that should be step one just phase it out it's gone it's over try and try to push that everywhere you know like try to bring the technologies to india to you know uh poland and the places in um i think it was i think poland was they were saying there's like um like southern eastern bloc or eastern european countries that are just like it is by far and away cheaper to own an electric car or i'm sorry to to run an electric car it is better than to for the environment at this point in 2020 it's greener to just buy a brand new electric car with all of its inherent you know carbon emissions that have gotten it to you right the mining of the battery lithium in fucking africa killing people and all that shit it's like the blood diamond batteries basically or wherever they fucking mine them i don't i should really look that up before i say that on a podcast but it's, it's like a lot of south american chilean that type of stuff right it's like you were fucking over a bunch of places to get these fucking batteries but it's like nevada has has a a really big depository i think this is already greener than doing what you know 15 years ago was the greener option which is just like run your old ass car forever like just run your old shitty car until it's dead you know and for me like I said, I'm just I'm ready to I'm ready to go fully electric cuz like it just doesn't, you know, I can keep I can keep a gas-powered car around for like crazy winter days and stuff where I don't think my electric car would be able to handle it um because I'm not going to be able to afford a whatever, a Tesla X, is that the SUV one? You know. Um and but, I'm not going to be able to afford a Rivian that's $70,000 yet. Aside from fucking cars what about the internet man what about what about servers what about our carbon footprint the fact that we're all streaming tv shows and music 24 hours a day that comes down to the grid power which is what i've been talking about this entire episode like that's the part that i think is is the easiest part to to i'm not just talking about your local like you with your one computer i'm talking about the infrastructure that's in place to provide that to everyone amazon's cloud services and netflix's fucking cloud library and everything like the the actual servers that are hosting that run on grid power from the local whatever and that grid power comes from increasingly more and more diverse hopefully and more carbon you know uh neutral net zero fucking you know uh sources it's like this should be the push i think the grid should be the push because the grid is the easiest thing to tackle first it's like that whole like you can i've been fucking dancing around saying this this entire fucking episode you can do things on an individual level but you should do all the things like all the things that you can do you should do so it's like can you do something to like make your life greener like can you compost so that you're not throwing away you know food product into a landfill and you know doing that whole thing yes can you try and get your local um, sanitation to like offer having a service like that like having um you know pick up for compost and a separate bins for separate bins for compost yeah it's more work but guess what we should pay them more money to do more work so that we could live in a better world it's like all these little things that's like oh you know like the whole 
not to pick on the South again, but like the South doesn't recycle. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I've losers don't before. recycle. The losers don't recycle. Okay, so but we need them to fucking start recycling, and we need to invest more in recycling because we've been dumping our trash in China for the last fucking thirty years. So which I just is bonkers searched <laughs> Google carbon footprint, and there's a you know a very sleek and stylish pamphlet breakdown of them being carbon neutral in the year of 2019 um, and the you know the steps that they did to do it how much stock should I put into this pamphlet after we were just discussing all of the research that you know uh, what, what was it Bell and Sunoco and everything had done in the 60s and 70s is this just more of that spin and bullshit that they're demonstrating to us about how yes. how good their shit runs. So, yes. So we don't believe that they're carbon neutral. We think it's probably just uh, you know convenient math. Wait, who is this specifically? Say what it is again. It's Google's carbon footprint for 2019. <sighs> so Google and Apple and the big tech companies are purchasing credits to offset their neutrality. Now Google has gone above uh, like above and beyond and they've made way more strides than apple ever really could because of you know they're they're just not as big of a like product manufacturer as apple is so google have done this they they have made themselves they've done it so that they are like but i think it really is investing in carbon neutrality to offset their impact whereas what they really you know what everyone needs to do yeah okay that's good you're spending money where it counts right now so that this can begin this is all important stuff that needs to happen but um oof all right here we go despite green pledges amazon's carbon footprint grew 15 (laughs) percent So Google, I can buy maybe getting carbon neutral because they're all in the ether. But Amazon, I knew it would be a fucking problem. But Amazon, okay, so Amazon is a problem and they suck and I hate them. But we can give them a pass this year. They get a pass this year. Even though they're taking prime money and prime doesn't exist anymore that's all fine they get a pass i guess why do they get a pass covid why do they get a pass for covid because in theory they're keeping people home by having just people deliver stuff to them that's a stretch man what about the, you think what that's about, a stretch what huh? about the people delivering stuff they're they're sending them out but that's like your job already. You're like, oh, I work for FedEx. Or I work for UPS. Well, here's the... Okay, how about this? Why can't we... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't understand why every fleet vehicle right now, every single fleet vehicle, should just be electric in the next... Like, that's the legislation we need to push forward. Yeah. If, what if, if you could start what if every that fleet vehicle buses... Like like and like city transit and stuff that would make a lot more sense. That would put a big dent in shit. Why don't they just start fucking making like? I, do they even have a design for like a sprinter van or like like I know that um like like Bollinger and Rivian they're all really like trying to hammer it out now. You know and, and do the thing that Tesla was able to do like just get into that space. The, like why wouldn't we make that a mandatory requirement of those companies in the next like six years why don't we come up with a ride share app that is solely based on electric vehicles and then, that would work and we build it to a fleet of such you know size that eventually you know uber or lyft will buy us out but the gimmick the hook would be that like we'll get you to where you need to go with you know, uh, zero carbon, zero footprint. carbon footprint. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, that's brilliant, and that's the idea, but we need that to exist everywhere. I mean, it's like, again, this is like, we need everyone to be working on it. Right, we but need I, everyone you roll to be, them out. Right. Like, it, like, even, like, remember when Uber wasn't in Albany, and then, you know, now it's in Albany. It's like, it, it takes right. time to roll shit out everywhere. Especially with something as selective as that, because we probably have to provide electric cars to a lot of different drivers. I mean, do you know people with money? <laughs> no. Because, no, yeah, I mean, I guess I could text a few people, but it's just like, that would be amazing. I think, I could be wrong, but I think one of my coworkers, previous coworkers, I think his dad, like, was on the team that invented kayak. So, pretty sure. Um, or, like, wrote kayak, I guess. Is, um, that guy probably has money. But, like... We got to do all the things. And again, let's go back to, like, we were saying, I never finished saying this. I never finished saying anything. But the whole, like, I don't ever drive a, a Mark II Volkswagen ever again thing. Like, I would totally take all my cars, take them all apart. Like, take like take all the drivetrain and stuff out of them. Recycle all of the drivetrain components so that those motors could never run again. Or even, like, you know, not to be, like, a... I don't, I don't know um make cutaways of them so you can like use them for education purposes or stuff like that because like it's super interesting to understand how like a motor works and so like in you know the early industrial age they had all these cutaway motors and like cutaway things so that you could see the inner right, workings of is things. the knowledge of building a motor do we need to get rid of that altogether so we don't repeat it again we, it's totally it's totally to take, obsolete take that information away so people can't replicate it in this new green future you need to always have examples of a past even if the past was like you know tainted and dirty and you know I, well I we need to someone... treat those motors as such at like you know like the south like the nazis like they need to be treated as just scum <laughs> But that's why it's a... I don't know. I don't know about that. But this is... this. Okay, this goes back into the... I saw someone write this thing. Like, this guy said, you talk about... You know, you talk about the past. And you always talk about the past in this way that, like... Lets you, like, live the past. But, like what's the point of that without talking about the future like why don't you just let the past disappear into nothing is what he was saying he was saying like let the let the past just dissipate to nothing like only look forward and i have a problem with that because i feel personally and and i think everyone should choose their own path like everyone should choose their own concept of how this works for them but for me I only work with context. I don't understand anything without context. I don't understand how the future will work unless I understand how the past has worked and has failed. Right, but so, I, I, I think we just need to make sure that they're not glossing over the history side of things. Like that's that's my whole point. That's what I'm trying to get across. Is like we got too comfortable thinking that you know it was one way and that everybody was there there were good ideas on both sides during the civil war you know we can't we can't go back and be like well i mean the engine it expanded everything it made us you know it it made transportation and and fucking uh it allowed for people to travel between cities so quickly and everything like there's a thousand benefits we wouldn't be the world we are today without engines this is all true but we need to belay the fact that it's you know We've now come to find out that it's been killing the environment, you know? Totally. I think that's... So we need to, like... I'm not saying, like, everyone should just stop tomorrow because I don't think it's possible. But, like, it would be amazing... And again, I still haven't said this. I would stop every single thing, like, that I'm doing. I would, you know, I would quit my job because my job is now, in effect, kind of like, you know, what am I going to keep doing that for? If I'm just perpetuating, like, 
a car, you know, like not only a carbon footprint, but like perpetuating other people's carbon footprints, you know, and there will always be money in that. And there will continue to be money in that. But then we shift gears into that other episode where you were like, let's make it electric. And so what if I have the power now to change a ton of people's mindsets? Like I told you, we have that guy who sent us all of his stuff because he's converting to electric. So he doesn't need all this stuff anymore. And he was like, well, I don't know. I don't want it to go to waste. And it's all really good stuff. It's all really nice. Like none of it, all of it's just sitting idle right now. None of it's going into a vehicle and, and polluting the earth. But what if we, what if I use my power right now and just develop the next electric swap that is just like fully and easily swappable into a, a vintage vehicle such that people can continue to, you know, utilize their vintage vehicles so you know because it because really a lot of the things and and, um i don't know if this is really true like i love driving i think it's it's fun to drive right but so much about like for me at least a car that i love is like i love looking at it you know so much so much of it is just the design of it is like I really like it comes down to art in a lot of ways. I think aesthetically the, the vehicles are beautiful. Like I would totally have a big space where I just had a museum of cars that had no drivetrains that could just be rolled around because I you know I wouldn't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd have my big distillery and I'd have just like my Jetta in the, in the corner like, you know, on a pedestal. <laughs> and like the cleaner guy had to like buff it or something. I don't know. The cleaner? You have a cleaner yeah, now? Yeah, I hope so. That would be if I if you have a distiller, you got to clean the place. Yeah, that was a big part of the job. It was kind of a pain in the ass, to be honest. I would have, I would have loved to have someone cleaning. And cleaning is like half the job. You're always fucking cleaning up, fucking spilled corn and all this stuff. But well, this was a a theme episode. It was. You're not going to be able to split these. <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> I hope yep. I hope our listeners in Virginia don't hold it too too far against me. Uh, and Georgia. And Georgia. But I also hope that maybe there are expats from the north. Also, we should probably apologize to anyone who's not American. Just we have a lot of people who are not American, clearly. Or I'm just assuming